Hi, this is Tia Kelly with The Hive, and I'm excited because today, after our quick break, we're going to have Danielle Wallace talking about her latest release. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Um, well, my name is Danielle A. Wallace. Um, I'm the author of Wanting You, his number one fan, Groupie, and Mindfuck, which I just released early May 20th. Um, I'm currently living in Alabama with my incredibly supportive husband, three kids um, age, ranging in the ages of 13, 8, and 1. Um, I have a Boston Terrier named Day Day, and I have a American Bulldog named Rocky. Um, when I'm not reading sexy adult books, I'm either catching up on my reading or catching up on my television shows. I read that you were born in Alaska. Yes, I was born in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, my dad was military. So yes, oh, I was okay. born. That's where I was born. Yeah, and then Alaska to Alabama. I was like, maybe she's just checking off all the A's. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I was born in Alaska, then we moved to California, then back to Alaska, and then we migrated here to Alabama. And I hear it's so beautiful there. So tell me a little bit more about Mindfuck. Okay, well, Mindfuck, um, like I stated before, um, it came out May the 20th. Um, This is my fourth book. Um, It is book one in the Mindfuck series. Um, Basically, the book, um, and it can be read as a standalone, let me put that in. Um, it's about, um, you meet Clayton. Um, he's a star soccer player. Um, he has good, the good looks, the girl of his dreams. And then, his, um, you know, life is great for him. Um, and then as everything just comes spiraling down for him when a family tragedy happens, um, Clayton takes it pretty hard. So to kind of get away from it all, he decides to go for a ride and then he's involved in an accident, which causes him to lose a portion of his memory. So once all that takes place, the, the book kind of takes you on a roller coaster ride and gives you an, a glimpse of Clayton's life and uh, the mysterious young lady with the beautiful brown skin, uh, wavy hair, soulful eyes that he can't seem to stop thinking about. Um, and he's trying to just put pieces together of his life back together. Okay, it's definitely, it sounds good. The cover is very striking. And you also mentioned that he was a soccer player. So just like in the movies, the minute Clayton steps onto the pages, what song comes to mind that would be playing as his theme song? As his theme song? Oh, that's a good question. It probably would be Heroin. That is by Bad Flower. That's the name of the group. What about the heroin in the book? I, because you mentioned you didn't mention her name, and I don't no. want to give it away, even though it's out. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to tell about my book and not give away too much. But <laughs> <laughs> what would be her theme song? Goodness gracious, you are good. <laughs> what would be her theme song? Um, it would be a Rihanna song. I do know that. Um, okay, it would probably be um, what's my name. Oh, okay. 
All right. I like that. Well, <laughs> all things Rihanna is just awesome. So that sounds great. All right. Before we go, I have one more question for okay. you. Now, this one might take a little bit of thought. It's a little right. bit of a game. When readers read this book, what are three things that they should have with them or that they're going to need? And one of them must be a food or a beverage. Most definitely popcorn. Okay. Um, I've, when, I re- when I hear about you know, the feedback on my book, a lot of, of my readers have stated that the book reads like a movie. So you want some popcorn, um, a cozy blanket to keep you warm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it just a, a comfortable space to read it um, and just take it all in. I mean, I've, I've worked really hard on the book, and I'm trying, not trying to toot my horn, but it's, it's, a, it's a roller coaster ride. So you need something that's going to keep you entertained for a while. Well, I'm all here for it, and I can't wait for readers to check it out. And thank you again for joining us, Danielle, and we look forward to hearing more from you. No problem. Thank you so much. Mindfuck by Danielle A. Wallace. Prologue. Clayton. I listen to the roaring hum of my V8 engine, close my eyes, and continue to drive recklessly on the dark country road, trying my damnedest to calm my nerves. My left knee continues to bounce up and down while my right thumb rolls and clicks over my lighter several times while my cigarette dangles, unlit, from my lips. Deciding not to light up, I eventually roll my window down and flick it out of my speeding 1989 Chevy pickup. My brother Kyle's funeral ended hours ago, with guests still stopping by my parents' house to pay their respects and condolences to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. I grabbed my keys and hopped into my truck. Before taking off, I glanced in my rearview mirror to see the love of my life standing in the same clothes she wore to the funeral. She doesn't chase after my truck, but instead stands there as I put my truck into drive and press down on the gas, causing my back tires to skid against the grass and kick up dirt before gaining control and speeding off. I've been driving all night, not really having a destination in mind, I just needed to get away from it all and clear my head. If I get lost, so be it. Lightning flashes ahead in the sky and the sound of thunder rolls behind it. A drop of rain, then another plops on my windshield until it turns into a downpour, causing visibility to be non-existent on this already dark-ass country road. I curse to myself when I cut my wipers on and they do a poor job of clearing the rain assaulting my windshield. We haven't seen rain in this area in weeks, and the day it finally decides to make an appearance, my wipers aren't worth a damn. My cell phone sits on the cushion beside me, ringing away. I look down and see Mom displayed on the screen. I should answer it, but instead I press ignore and send the call straight to voicemail and continue to drive, not letting the rain slow me down. I lean forward in my seat, trying to get a better view of the reflectors on the road to guide me, but can barely see them. I press my foot on the brake, and my truck begins to hydroplane, causing me to lose control for a moment. When I regain control, I ease my foot off my brake and continue to drive ahead. I hear a blaring horn before my truck collides with another vehicle. Through my window, I watch the other vehicle swerve and flip off the road before settling into a ditch. My truck skids along the slippery road, then off into a field and down a hill. 
My truck flips, hops, and lands back to the ground, then tumbles the rest of the way down the hill. The windows in my truck shatter, shards of glass fly everywhere, scraping against my skin while my body violently jerks around like a rag doll, even with my seatbelt on. My head hits the steering wheel. I immediately feel dazed, my vision blurring before I finally black out. Clayton! I open my eyes when I hear my name being called. I stare ahead through my glassless windshield and see my dead brother standing in the dark field. Kyle? I blink several times, and he disappears. Shit. Am I in heaven? No, this must be hell because I'm in so much fucking pain right now. I move my head from side to side as tears fill my eyes, mixing with the rain steadily showering down on me as an indescribable pain creeps from my head then down throughout every inch of my body. Wincing in agony, I unbuckle my seatbelt and fall through the broken window and hit the wet ground. Fuck! I shout into the dark, hot, humidity-filled air that Tennessee summers are known for having. Help! I cry out, even though I know my faint pleas would probably go unheard. I crawl across the ground of my stomach using only my elbows, water soaking through my clothes. I continue on for what seems like forever, but I become hopeful when I hear a vehicle in the distance. Out of nowhere, my adrenaline kicks in, and I start to move a little faster. I see headlights coming into view as I make it to the road. I plop down on my side and start waving one of my arms frantically in the air. Please, God, let them see me. I see the oncoming vehicle in plain view now. As it gets closer, it swerves into the other lane, then gains control and pulls back onto the right side of the road before coming to an abrupt stop. Immediately, relief washes over me. The driver's side door opens, and a young woman dressed in an all-white sundress gets out. Hell, maybe she's not a woman at all, but an angel. After seeing my dead brother standing in the field, anything is possible. Yes. I would like to report an accident, I hear the voice of my angel say. I close my eyes for a brief moment because I'm feeling exhausted and my head is pounding. When I open them, I see bright stars scattered in the foggy pitch black sky. I turn my head when I hear my angel's sweet voice again. Breathtaking is the first thing that comes to mind when my eyes fall upon her face. I wanted to reach up and touch her damp, shoulder-length, wavy black hair to make sure she is actually real. Her beautiful brown skin glistens from the rain, while long, dark lashes surround her big brown, almond-shaped eyes that start to fill up with tears. I'm the one in pain, but I couldn't help that I want to comfort her and let her know that I'm all right now that she's here with me. I try to sit up but lie back down when the throbbing pain in my head becomes intense. Clayton, don't move. Help is on the way, she says to me. I stare blankly up at her, realizing she knows who I am, but I have no clue as to who she is. I watch her slip her phone into the front pocket of her dress, then she scoots closer to me and grabs a hold of my hand. With her other hand, she gently touches my head, then surprises me when she leans down and presses her soft lips against mine, kissing them gently.
I close my eyes and fall victim to her touch and the way her lips feel against mine. When I feel her lips no more, I just lie there and listen to the sounds of the crickets singing while they attempt to lull me to sleep. Eventually, the cricket's melody is drowned out by the incoming shrills of sirens. My angel's hand begins to withdraw from mine, so I clutch it a little tighter so she can't pull away from me. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right here with you the entire time, I promise, she reassures me. She keeps her promise and holds my hand, not leaving my side, even when the medics load me up in the back of the ambulance. I hear the loud sound of propellers, then see a helicopter land in the field further away while the medics tend to some of my wounds. After several minutes pass, the helicopter rises from the ground, causing debris to fly around us. The pressure in my head becomes unbearable, and all I want to do is sleep. A gentle hand touches my jaw. I turn toward the touch to see my angel looking down at me with fresh tears in her eyes. I want to speak, but my motor skills don't seem to be working right. I blink, then blink again. When my lids close again, I keep them closed, and this time, they don't reopen. My eyes flutter several times when I hear a sweet and calming voice reading to me. Sefi and Callum, the feminine voice says. I lie here for several minutes, listening to the familiar voice, while trying to figure out how to open my eyes. Maybe all I have to do is count to ten like I used to when I was a kid and was having a bad dream. That was the only thing that helped me to wake up and escape from the monsters that were chasing after me. But what if this is all a dream? Did I really want to wake up from it? But I needed to see her and maybe touch her. Beep, 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 beep. I will my eyes to open to find myself staring at a machine displaying digital numbers. I feel something tighten around my arm. I glance down and see my blood pressure being self-monitored by the machine. The next things I notice are an IV bag hanging out of my arm and a mask over my nose and mouth giving me oxygen. The volume on the TV mounted on the wall is turned down low, displaying one of the popular reality series. I look around and check out the rest of the space. A standard room with one window, a whiteboard displaying my nurse's name on duty, a privacy curtain, and two doors. I assume one is a closet and the other a bathroom. Finally, my eyes land on her, my angel. She's so engrossed in her reading that she doesn't notice me staring at her through the slits of my half-opened eyes. I'm mesmerized by her lips and the way they form every word she's reading. Lips I wouldn't mind kissing as a thank you for saving my life if she'd let me. The way the words roll off her tongue, I can tell she enjoys reading. She turns the page with her right hand and places it back on the bed beside me. I want to slide my hand across the sheets and touch it, but instead I lie here, watching and listening to her for a moment. The door to my room opens, a doctor steps inside, and the object of my affection stands up frantically, causing the book she's holding to fall to the bed before she rushes from the room. I look at the door, waiting for her to come back. My eyes become so heavy that I can no longer keep them open, so I close them, in hopes that when I wake up again, she'll be right here by my side. 
Well, that's it till next week. Thank you so much, Danielle Wallace, for joining us and giving us a call to discuss your latest release. And thank you to Michelle Williams for her narration of this latest excerpt. We hope to see you again next week. So make sure you click subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you want to show us some love, go on to Apple, leave a quick review. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great week.